Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to Tune In, a podcast of the Yiddish Book Center. I'm Lisa Newman, and today we're in the studio with artist Liana Fink. Liana is at the center today for the opening of her exhibit, A Bintel Brief, an exhibit of illustrations based on letters to the Forwards newspaper's advice column, a beloved column from 1906. Um, the exhibit is uh, illustrated panels that are excerpts from a graphic novel that will be published in 2014. Um, and each of the panels is based on a different letter written to a Bintel brief. The column was the brainchild of the newspaper's founding editor, Abraham Kahan, and the letters were written by recent immigrants to America. They expressed a heightened sense of reality, full of tragedy, hope, sweetness, and humor. And Liana is here to talk about the illustrations that are based on those letters. Welcome, Liana. Hi, thanks. So tell us how you embarked on this project. I, I, I was a pretty recent convert to, to the graphic novel medium. I had just, I'd finished college a year earlier. I had gotten a fellowship to go to Belgium and I was writing, I was writing my, a version of what I thought a graphic novel should be. It was a very, um, it was a, a very ornate and, and, um, um, very ornate, I'm so sorry, graphic, graphic novel, um, with a with a complicated storyline and it was about about something that I didn't know very much about which was a Belgian cartoonist and it I I wasn't feeling it and I and as I while I was there as I was working on this project I started thinking about what I really wanted to make art about and I realized I wanted to do something that I knew deeply and that 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 was the place I had come from and I realized I wanted to make a, a a graphic novel about a Jewish theme because I'd been raised Jewish and it was just in my blood and I'd, 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 I'd let, I'd let Judaism go in college. I thought art would be a good replacement for Jewishness because I'd never really fit in with the Jewish community. Um, and, and I realized that really art came from Jewishness and I needed, if I, if, even if it didn't feel obvious that I would fit in in a in a Jewish place. I realized that I needed to find to find the Jewish story that that I could relate to, if, even if one didn't find me. So I I spent a, I spent a few months of my time in Belgium thinking about a good story that I could tell that was a Jewish one. And I asked my parents and grandma, and they suggested the Bintel Brief among some other things. And my grandma gave me her copy of a Bintel brief, ed- the in- English translations of the letters, which were edited by Isaac Metzger in, I think, 1969. And I just knew immediately that this is what the project that I, I had to do. I had to make some stories based on these letters. Was that the first time that you had read those letters? It was, yeah. I related very much because, in a way, I related to the way these people didn't relate as Jews. They'd left their their home. They'd left the shtetls where they'd been in these Jewish communities, and they were thrown into a new a new life in New York. And they were the forward wasn't a particularly religious newspaper, so these weren't particularly religious people. The Judaism was, in a way, in their alienation from Judaism, and these were the first kind of modern 
Jewish things that I related to the same way that I relate to the Torah, and they, they touch something so deep in me, the same, the same thing that is touched by art. And what kind of issues were they writing about? What were they wrestling with or needing answers for? They were writing, the things they wrote about were so different from what you'd imagine in an ad- advice column. They, um, and yet similar, just, just much more so. There were people who, um, who weren't sure if they could survive any longer because they weren't making enough money writing in to ask if it's a, a sin to just kill yourself. And there were people who, um, there, there were. I, I, I noticed that in one of the panels, there was an issue um, where somebody was talking about their son and the son getting a diamond ring and what were they going to do with it. it. It seems that there were also generational issues as well. Is that the the pocket watch story? Yes. Yeah, that's the first the first letter that was written into the mental brief was by this woman who's at her wits end because. Uh, can I tell you this story? Absolutely. Um, she's very poor. She her husband can't work because he's sick. They have a son who's this angel, and he's been going to to the sweatshop and working very long days and supporting the whole family, and he he even saved all of the extra money that he didn't need to spend on the family and bought a watch and in those days a watch was a sign, was this very fashionable thing and people valued them a lot and they were if you're going to get an object of value you'd get a watch so he got a watch and instead of keeping it he gave it to his mother to keep and whenever he didn't have work in a sweatshop she would bring it to a pawn shop and pawn it and take the money that she got from the pawn shop to to support the family and buy them food until he could get work again and she's writing this letter because the watch has gone missing and she knows she she happens to know that her her neighbor who's even poorer than she is has taken the watch to her own pawn shop and she's writing this letter to the forward not to accuse the neighbor but because she's so tactful that she doesn't want to confront the neighbor she she hopes the neighbor will read the letter in the forward and um, and return the watch. Oh. So even though this letter was written, I that's the one I changed the most for the comic because it was it was really hard to understand. She's obviously re- really hasn't been taught how to write, but the depth and sophistication of her feelings is so is so deep, and she's obviously this very thoughtful and and smart and kind woman. So tell us a little bit for those who don't know what the form of a graphic novel is. You're an artist, so you illustrate these. And how much license do you take and what it's a narrative form? I've taken I've been working on this project for so long that about of about two and a half years I think that I've changed my philosophy over over time about how much license I take. At first I was I was totally rewriting the letters and and now I'm trying to leave them as much as, as they were as possible. And those first letters that I totally rewrote I actually went went back and and changed them so that they're much more similar to the original letters. So so in this version 
the final version of the graphic novel, I, I've, I've been pretty very faithful to the originals, but I think the early stories are the ones I feel closest to because they've gone through so many transformations. So you illustrate and you write in the same way a cartoonist would, yeah. but these are longer than... They're longer. Mm-hmm. And has working so closely with these letters provided you with insights and a deeper understanding of the immigrant experience or what it was like to be a Jew arriving in this country? I think so. I, I, I've been learning, I think since I graduated from school, I've been, um, it's funny because I'm seeing so, so fewer people now that now that I'm not going to school anymore and I'm, I work uh, alone in a room usually, but I've also been learning how to relate as a human being and to relate to, to, to my own people, to the, to, as a Jew. But, um, before the way I related to people was through art and I would look at a painting and I would feel like the painter was my best friend or I would read a book and I would know the writer and I never felt that way about real people and I feel like the Bintel brief letters are are kind of a bridge for me I can I can really understand I, I they, they feel like art to me I feel like I feel this very deep connection to the people who wrote the letters, but I also know that they were people and and people like the people I meet on the street. And I'm starting to look at people on the street and even my friends and family in in a way that's more like the way I used to look at art now. Are there any um, of the people who wrote the letters that you would particularly want to meet to ask them questions? Yes. Let me Let me think about which would be my favorites. Well, the the one that I that I definitely want to meet is the editor Abraham Kahan. Should I can should I talk about this or you can talk about okay. anything? Um, there's so much to say about Abraham Kahan, and I would get it wrong. He was he was this. He reminds me of Benjamin Franklin. I feel really close to Benjamin Franklin because I I think he's much wiser than he he kind of transcends his time. He's someone who would completely fit in now or at any time. And I think Abraham Kahan was the same way. He mm. came over this kind of, he grew up religious. He he changed and became a secular radical while he was still in Lithuania. He escaped because he was being blamed for having helped to kill the Tsar in Russia, I think, Nicholas II. And he escaped to New York, and then he transcended radicalism, and he became he was he started this socialist newspaper, The Forward, but but then he became kind of a populist, and he went against the other socialists by wanting something very very relatable for the people and very simple, something that that illiterate, basically illiterate people would be able to read and enjoy instead of some some Marxian treatise which is what the other socialist newspaper people wanted in those days. And he had a, he's, he's the one who started the Bintel Brief. And he wasn't a saint. I, I think he was a kind of cranky and mean guy. He just had all these layers. He wrote, he wrote popular novels. I think part of him looked down on newspaper work and wanted to be a, a a high art novelist. Do you think you would be surprised to see what you've done with these letters? 
I, I wonder if he would care. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think he was probably a really busy guy, so if he saw something great, he'd notice it, and if he saw something not great, he would be busy with something else. But I can whether he would have liked my comic or not, um, I can relate. I could relate to him. And do you see this? I know that this is a very personal project for you. And now that it's up and hanging in a gallery and soon to be a book, do you see it as a window for others to find this aspect of Jewish culture I through these letters? I hope so. I, I'm not really sure what it is. I think I'm too close to it, but my guess is that what, what, one thing I'd like is that it would be a window for kind of quiet and fine, fi like artsy, sensitive types who don't particularly relate to their own community to realize, to, to see that they really, it, it's not something that they shouldn't be connected to. It's, I feel like, um, if I, if I hadn't been working on this project and I imagined a a graphic novel based on the Bintel Brief, I would have imagined something very loud and chatty and, and funny and, and warm. And my my project is, I think, more sensitive and strange and um, ki kind of dreamlike than that. I think it's, it's kind of a dreamlike project that maybe someone who likes David Lynch movies would like instead of someone who likes Barbara Streisand. So I, I hope David Lynch people could see that they like Yiddish culture. So less sentimental. Yeah, well, sentimental in maybe a fairy tale way and not, not sentimental in a Mel Brooks way, although I love Mel Brooks very much. Um, there's one wall of the exhibit which is dedicated to a secondary column that came out, which was called um, the Husbands. The, the Gallery of, of Missing Yeah, the Gallery of Missing Husbands, excuse me. That's a whole other interesting story. Yeah, I, I don't, I think the name says it all in terms of emotion. When you hear the name, you love this part of the newspaper. I hope I have the facts right because I haven't done enough research. Um, I did, but it was a long time ago. The Gallery of Missing Husbands was a feature in the foreword that I think was a spinoff of the Bintel Brief. And in it, women who had been abandoned by their husbands would write, write descriptions of the men and send photographs. And if the purpose of the column was that people who read the newspaper would keep an eye out for these delinquent men and, and catch them and bring them to court if they found them so that they would pay, pay to support their wives and children or else give the women divorces. The, it, it, was, it was a strangely and sadly common, common thing for women to be ab abandoned and not, able, not being supported, but also not being allowed to remarry because they're still married to these men. And um, when the book comes out, how many different letters are represented in the book? Right now I have 11 people, people who read it often tell me that they want to see more, but my gut tells me that 
that a short book is right, I think for the same reason that I think it's a strange and dreamlike book and not a chatty book, I think less is more. And I'm also, the way I work on the stories is I, I've been redoing and redoing them and, and, and finding different layers in them. It's not like, it's not this quick, I don't work in this quick and an obvious way where I just illustrate what I see and I think the more letters I have the more the more direct it seems and I don't want it to be a direct book I want it to be a book you you where you tunnel into a small thing like a poem instead of getting into the world by reading a lot in a straight line like a novel well, it's a wonderful exhibit, Liana, and we're thrilled to have it here. It will be at the Yiddish Book Center through September, and your book will be coming out. It's Echo Press in 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you so much for visiting with us today, and I know you are about to go off and lead a workshop here today and show participants how to make their own graphic novel panels. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, thank you for having me here. It's a beautiful place. Well, thank you for coming, um, and again, it's it's uh, a Bintel Brief on exhibit at the Yiddish Book Center through September 2014. Thanks again for joining us today. You've been listening to a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. For additional interviews and conversations, please visit yiddishbookcenter.org audio. Our producer is Agnieszka Ilvitska. I'm Lisa Newman. Be strong, be well, and tune in again soon.